Yes, sir. To be here. Yes, sir. Not because of the good we have done, but it was grace and the mercy of God. We want to pray for those families that have lost loved ones and the shooting that took place this weekend over Chicago. And if there ever has been a time that we need God, we need God now. So I'm just blessed, and you are blessed to be here today. I enjoyed Brother Ross this morning. I want to give him a hand. He did an outstanding job. Thank you. Now, all of these men that have been teaching Bible class, preparing for eldership, I want to say that I'm proud of you. And you're doing a great job. And the prayer that was prayed for all of us today, my brother Stubbs. That's why his name is Stubbs. He's a wonderful man. And the scripture by a young man, brother Keith. Make us all feel mighty, mighty good. If you have the book of Daniel in your hands, and I believe it's in the Old Testament. Uh, chapter Three. There's a verse six I like to talk about today. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the mist of a burning fiery furnace. I'll talk about a fiery furnace this morning. Is that all right, church? Yes, sir. Some of the people that work around this building in the school, I've been inviting them to church. One young man said, Brother Harrison, we heard that you ain't preaching. <laughs> so, no, I'm preaching. I'm still in the pulpit. <laughs> the book of Daniel cannot be fully understood without the book of Revelation and vice versa. Daniel was a captive for a while in Babylonia captivity. 
just as John in the book of Revelation was cast out on the island of Patmos. The name Daniel means God is judge. When my mother named me Daniel, she didn't know that. What was concealed in the book of Daniel was revealed in the book of Revelation. To give you an example, Daniel chapter 12, 8 and 9, Daniel said, I heard, but I understood not. Then I said, O oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he answered, Thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up, and the seal to the time of the end. The book of Revelation answers that question. Revelation chapter 5, where John, while on the island of Patmos, answered it. Said, and I saw in the night, saw the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals, an angel proclaiming, with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and loose the seven seals? Say, so who's worthy? No man in heaven, nor on earth, nor under the earth, was able to loose the seven seals and to open the book. Am I right, church? But one of the elders cried out, said, weep not, stop crying. Behold the lion in the tribe of Judah, the root of David, will prevail to open the book and loose the seven seals. What Daniel had concealed, God revealed it in the New Testament. But Daniel at this time was a servant of a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was an interesting man. He was scholarly inclined, artistically motivated. He built what was called the seven wonders of the ancient world in Babylon. He built paves of highways and dug root canals and you name it. He was an interesting man. With all of his chicanery and his ability, he built a cremation furnace 
to burn the dead and to burn the life that disobeyed him or disobeyed his instruction. It was his cremation. You know what a cremation is. Uh, Daniel was there. So he built this hanging garden of Babylon because he was a builder. But then he decided, I want to build and make me a golden image. We already have some gods, but I'm going to make a golden image. And he made this golden image in order to turn it into a god. But this golden image had eyes, but it could not see. It had ears, but it could not hear. It had legs, but it could not walk. It was made by hand. You cannot make God. Am I right about a church? So when he made this image, he decided to bring in all the governors, bring in all the treasurers, the counselors, bring in everybody, all languages and nations. And when you've come, I want you to bow down and worship this golden image. Fall on your knees. You're going to worship this golden image I just built. But three young men named Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, when they heard about this, they protested against the king's order. Said, so you said, bow to this golden image. We will not bow down to this golden image. Meshach and Abednego, at the beginning, they didn't tell the king. They told one of the counselors. And the counselor went and told the king. You know how life is. Somebody can run and tell it all the time. They got to tell it. But they went and told Nebuchadnezzar. Those three Hebrew boys, they have said they will not bow down and worship this golden image. The king replied, let me talk to them myself. He went out and he met with them. Said, I want to hear from your own mouth. I heard that you're not going to bow to the king, bow down to this golden image. And they said, no, we will not bow. And he became angry and astonished. You told those strong men of Babylon, get the furnace ready. Heat it seven times hotter than usual. Get the furnace ready and heat it seven times hotter. Otherwise, make sure it's hotter than usual. Make it the hottest thing on earth. Get it ready. 
But what the king did not know, when the devil is at his worst, God is at his best. Am I right about it, church? They heated that furnace up. They cast to in the fire. And the king couldn't sleep. He got up early. Wouldn't look in and see what was happening. But he saw these young men. They were loose, number one. They have been bound and tied together. But now they are loosed. Then the king said they are loose. But they ain't only loose. They are walking around in that fire. But not only are they loose walking around. We cast in three but look like I see four. I see four. He said, matter of fact, counsel, you come here. Did we not cast in three? He said, yes, but I see four. And the one that fourth one looks like, that fourth one looks like the Son of God. Listen, if you please. That's a wonderful lesson in that. I see four. We put in three. But I see four. And it looks like the Son of God. It said something to you and to me. Whenever we are in our fiery furnaces, you are not by yourself. God is a wonderful God, church. Am I right about it? Said, so I see four. One looks like the Son of God. These boys were not alone, God was with them. We all have to endure some fiery furnaces, church, in our lives. But we are not alone. David said, Nay, though I walk through the valley, the shadows of death, David said, I fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. I want to tell you, you are not alone, church, in your furnaces. Can I get a witness? In Acts chapter 27, when Paul was caught in a vicious storm, the ship had wrecked. And Paul said he looked up. On that night, he said, an angel was with me. In my storm, in my trials, tribulation, God is always with us. I feel good today, children. I feel mighty good. 
In 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh -huh. Paul said, no man stood with me. All deserted me. But notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. I was delivered out of the mouth of a lion. God stood with me. That's why Jesus said, I will not leave you. And he will be with us always. Even to the end of the world. I said, in circumstances, God, that you are not alone. You remember in the book of Acts chapter 7, there was a man by the name of Stephen. They were about to stone Stephen. But as they were getting ready to stone Stephen, the Bible said he looked up. He saw the heavens open. He saw the angels of God and the Son of God standing on the right hand of God. You name it. Whatever they are, God is with us at all times. There is no victory. There is no victory without a battle. There's no exaltation without a struggle. There's no testimony without a test. Am I right about it, church? We all got to be tested. We're going to have some ups and downs. One day, it looks as if we're on the top of the mountain, and tomorrow morning, we wake up in the valley. But with all of this, God truly is a good God. And he is with us in our fiery furnaces. Isaiah says in the book of Isaiah chapter 48, and I believe in about verse 10, he said, I have chosen you. God is talking. I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. Yeah. What he's saying that all of us will go through a furnace sometimes. But the question is, how much heat can you take? Am I right about it, church? How much heat can you take? And sometimes when we are complaining about life, God asked Jeremiah a question. He said, Jeremiah, if you cannot stand the foot soldiers, what's going to happen when those on the horses come? And if you can't handle the horses, what's going to happen when Jordan overflows? How much heat can you take? But with God, church, he's in our tribulations along with us. He said, behold, we cast in three, but behold, I see four. And the one looking like the son of God. The devil is busy. The devil is busy, church. He told God one day, God asked him, say, where you coming from? 
Satan said, I'm going to and fro. I'm going everywhere. In other words, you got folk everywhere. In church, in the community, everywhere. Going to see whom I can devour. God said, have you considered my servant Job? Satan said, yeah, I know Job like I know all the rest of the folk. I know Job. And said, if you give him to me a little while, I make him curse you to your face. God allows Satan to go out. You see, Job was a wealthy man. Job was rich. He had 7,000 sheep. 3,000 camels. 500 yokes of oxen. Oh, he was rich. The richest man in the east. And Job had seven sons and three daughters. And one day Satan went out and he killed all of Job's animals at one time. Messing with the man's money. But that did not face Job. Then Satan went out and he killed all of his sons at one time. It's bad enough to lose one of your children. Satan killed all of his kids. And then Job came to the conclusion. He said, naked I came in this world. And naked shall I return. I'm not going to curse God. Satan said, I didn't get him that time, but I get him. Satan got in Job's wife. Made her that crazy. And she said, Job, you lost your faith. Why don't you curse God and commit suicide? Get it all over. Job said, you speak. Let's all say that together. So the ladies won't get mad at me. <laughs> you speak as a foolish woman. <laughs> In other words, as a foolish woman, imply there are some more foolish women. But you speak as one of them. Y'all get mighty scared now. I sit down in a minute. You say, he ain't preached a long time. He better go sit down again. <laughs> but look at Job. Job ended up saying, though God slay me. Then they say in church, though God slay me, yet will I trust in God. I'm not going to curse God. When you look at all what this man had gone through with. Through all these fiery furnaces. But yet, he stood the test. No, thank God. Joe, why don't you just commit suicide? When you look at life, we all have some furnaces that we have to go through with. And sometimes we are, as Jeremiah, the preacher. Start questioning God. He started questioning God. Why? 
That's when God told him, Jeremiah, if you cannot handle this, these small things, what's going to handle when the big things come? When you look at life, as long as you live, folk will lie on you. I think you're scared to say amen. amen. Those whom you have done your best for yes, will turn their back on you when you need them. Yes, am I right about it, church? Sometimes all of us are standing in the need of somebody to be on our side. In every situation, Paul found himself God was with him. And I thank God for Jesus. He said, I will not leave you. And he won't leave us. When we go through life in life circumstances, God is still on your side. Am I right about it, church? He still will tell us, don't worry, my grace. Didn't he say it, church? My grace. It is sufficient. Whatever we need, God's mercy and his grace is right there. Thank God for God's mercy and God's grace. Yes. You who are enjoying all this singing, but when the pressure comes, when you have to face your fiery furnaces, are you going to be able to say, I will not bow? I will not bow. When you're facing your fiery furnaces, because all of us are going to have some fiery furnaces in life. And sometimes the fiery furnace is right in your home. Am I right about it, church? That's why he said, in the fiery furnace. Sometimes it's right in your home, right in your community. Am I right about it, church? But we got to be able to stand and remember, he said, I see four and one look like the Son of God. God is going to be with us when everybody else has stepped away from you. Oscar, I want to know about your heat. Is it on? How much heat can you take? Uh, you got all that red on. How much heat can you take? How much heat can you take? How much heat can you take? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You won't know. Until the time has come when you got to face these trials and tribulations, then you can have a testimony. Too frequently, we say what I won't do. I don't care how much you go to church. Talk to, talk to, talk to. 
You wait until the real test come. Am I right about it, church? You wait until the real test. When you, get, when you face the real test in life and come out all right, you can say, thank you, Jesus. It was all by the grace of God. It was the mercy of God. The test. The other day, Fran and I went down to Northwestern. And I'm already working on this sermon now in the fire of furnace. On this fire of furnace. And how much heat one can stand. The doctor came in. Number one, I didn't want to go. <laughs> I did not know what the doctor was going to say. The doctor came in. She pulled the computer down and talked about the cancer. They had already taken up all this other medicine. It was a seven, as the king had, seven times harder. I'm saying, praying, say, Lord, let it be all right. Because I didn't want to come down here. And I know what you're going to say. Finally, the doctor looked in the computer. So we saw little milligrams here, little milligrams of the cancer growing, a little bit growing right here, but it's growing more in your liver. And I'm looking, look at Daryl, look at his wife. But Francis was sitting there like nothing was happening. <laughs> like nothing was happening. Then she'll first say, that's why I don't like for you to go down there, Daniel, with me. <laughs> but let me tell you, church, when they're close to you, it's a different ball game. Am I right about the church? I said it's a different ball game. Whenever you got to face life and circumstances, it's a different ball game. So it's a different ball game. Many times you get in, I get in that pulpit and you preach. It's easily to preach that stuff. You don't hear me. It's easily to teach that stuff. But when the time comes to the... Am I right about the church? When it's time to walk in that fire, it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. When it's time to walk in it. And that's when you almost say, cast him in the fire. I will not cast him in the fire. In church, I'm almost like Jeremiah sometimes. I have to call on God. 
because I still got some questions somewhere and I can't get answers somewhere. But thank God for his mercy and for his grace. For his mercy and his grace. As I close, how much of this heat can you take? How much of this heat? And if you haven't faced it yet, just keep on living. Am I right, church? If you haven't tried, been tried, just keep on living. And when you've gone through it, then you can say, as the Hebrew boys, I would not bow. But until such time, take a look at the heat. And I want to say thank God. Thank God. Can we all say praise God this morning? Let's say hallelujah. Because all is by the mercy and grace of God. And God woke us up this morning. He started us along our wayside. And I'm glad to be alive this morning. No, we will not worship that God that has eyes but cannot see. Ears but cannot hear. Legs and feet but cannot walk. But we're going to serve a God. Thank you, Marilyn. He's a mighty good God. And his eyes are over the sparrows. And I know God is watching over us this morning, church. His eyes are over the sparrows. And he's watching over us. Even in our furnaces. In our furnaces, Paul said he stood with me. In our furnaces, Stephen said I looked up and I saw the right hand of my God up there. He always is going to be with us in our furnaces. May God bless you. Do you like to become a member of the Lord's church that Oscar talked about this morning? For Christ is the head of the church. The very stone that Daniel saw that was hewed out the mountain without man's hands. He's God all by himself. He told Isaiah, I'm God all by myself. And there ain't nobody else. I'm God all by myself. Thank God. He sent his son, he built the church and allowed us to become members of the Lord's church. Aren't you glad to be a member of the house of God? Uh, uh, let me hear you say amen if you're glad. Am I right? You know why I asked that? Because David said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And the saints of God ought to say something sometimes. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. May God bless you. If you're not a member of the Lord's church, you can come by here and believe and repent and confess in Christ's name and being baptized for the remission of your sins. As we together stand, Jesus.